enlightening, informative, sexy, and fun. Welcome to Looking for Love with your host, Dr. Lori Buckley. Dr. Lori will help you find the love you desire and show you how to have more love and passion in your life. Whether you're single, dating, in a relationship, married, or going through a breakup or divorce, Dr. Lori is here to help. This is Looking for Love, and here's your host, Dr. Lori Buckley. Hi, you're listening to Looking for Love and More, and I'm your host, Dr. Lori Buckley, and today I have Mark Phelan joining me. Hello there, Mark. How are you, my dear doctor? I am doing well, and, you know, I thought it'd be good for us to check in, catch up. It's been a while since you've been on the show and since we've spoken, and how are you doing? What's what's happening in your life these days? Uh, besides uh, international COVID fever? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a lot, right? Yeah, since last we spoke, I basically, uh, I mean, I, I, I am employed by a private practice, and I see up to 30, 33 clients a week. Needless to say, that has been spiked gigantically because of the outbreak, but also having that dynamic in play, it it's like caregiver fatigue a bit. You want to reach out, you want to be empathetic, you want to help create solutable, solutionable motifs and problem solving. But when you keep shrugging your own shoulders going, I have no effing idea when this is going to stop, when it's going to get better. And it's, I feel like almost like a used car salesman sometimes going, it's going to be fine. Oh, we'll get financing for it. Yeah, no problem. Just put a little down here. We, everything's going to be great. Get you out of the place and here's the keys to the new car. I'm giving someone a bill of goods that I may or may not believe in only for the fact that I don't know. Yeah. the real dynamic we're dealing with. It's true. And what we're going to be talking about today is that. It's like, what is going on and how are we able to get through this right now, we'll say relatively unscathed. And I want to talk about solutions because I do believe that there are some solutions. We don't have a solution to solving the pandemic, unfortunately. I wish somebody did. That would be lovely. Uh, but in the meantime, we are left to live in this state of uncertainty. And I always say we never are certain about what's happening tomorrow. But but this is a state of stress in our lives that we've been experiencing far longer than we ever anticipated. We thought it'd be mm. a few weeks, and then we yep. thought maybe it'd be a few months. And you know, now people are saying it's going to be years Look, it is definitely going to end. We just don't know how or when. So we want to really be able to take a look at what we're doing. I know there are people who have small children at home. There are people like yourself who have adolescents at home. And, you know, there's people who are alone and there's people who wish they were alone. You know, things that I talk about frequently, but I do think that it is useful right now for you and I to talk about this because, like you said, you are seeing a lot of people. Uh, I don't see that many clients. I have a limit on the clients that I see. Thank goodness I'm able to do that because I don't work for an agency. But it is definitely significant, the amount of people who are seeking help right now because things are getting extremely challenging. So I do want to be able to talk about that. What would you say in your work is the biggest challenge that you're seeing with your clients? Their sense of stability is is got a crack in it. That whatever they their go to things for going for out for a run, working out, going to a movie, nice dinner, all the socialization that gives them some foundation of sense of self out the door. 
And so, so many people, a lot of them, a lot of tech guys, their whole raison d'etre for existence is work. And they don't mind working the 50, 60 hours a week because ka-ching, they're making money, but they get that vibe, that sensation of this is awesome. But now they're working remotely and there's no rah-rah around them. And they find themselves going, uh, they're questioning, am I doing this right? Am I any good at this? Maybe I should just quit. And that self-doubt never creeped in before. And it's the same thing. We have no sense of self now because we're scared to death subconsciously. We don't want to buy into that insecurity. So then we create anxiety, which will create a little panic. And now, oh, I'm a fucking loser. So guess what? I'll be depressed too. Let's start drinking heavily. Yeah, I read an article or a study that was saying that alcohol purchases have gone up 27%, which makes total sense. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's a lot of baking going on. There's a lot of alcohol drinking going on, and people are self-medicating. You know, sometimes it could be TV. And yeah. look, at there there is a need to self-medicate sometimes, but when we are avoiding our pain, then it can become, over time, problematic. So there's nothing wrong with having a drink, and certainly there's nothing wrong with binge-watching a little TV, but if you are doing it to the extent that you are checked out, then it over time will become really problematic. And I think we're seeing some of that. And anxiety, I got to tell you myself, I am not someone who generally suffers with anxiety. I'm a pretty calm person most of the time. But it was funny because I live in an apartment. So if I want to go downstairs, I want to get the mail, I want to take a walk, like anything that I want to do, I have to take the elevator. And I wear my mask. I have my KN95 mask. I'm really good about that. But I have to say, when I was going to the elevator with my mask, I would find myself feeling very short of breath. So I was thinking, oh, I can't breathe with this mask. Maybe the mask is the problem. And then I was thinking, oh, maybe I have COVID, right? Short of breath. So, Catastrophize, you know, I'm, I'm, yep. I'm going, I'm going, you know, off onto all of these tangents of what is going on. But what I realized was it was actually anxiety going into the elevator. Mm-hmm. So it was, I'd be fine, except for when I would go into the elevator or just waiting to go into the elevator when there's only one person allowed at a time in the elevator. But you know, it's just kind of small. It's a small space. And who's been in there before? And what is that? So I found that I was breathing really shallowly. Mm -hmm. And that's why I was having difficulty breathing because I wasn't breathing fully. And there is something to be said for taking nice, deep, long breaths. And I think a lot of people, like I said, myself included, are feeling some maybe just kind of low level or maybe not, maybe it could mm-hmm. be more panic attack-ish, but feeling some form of anxiety, and we may not even be aware of what it is. And so to practice some good mindfulness or some deep breathing, mm-hmm. just to spend some time, you know, it could be minutes a day, but to really spend time taking some nice, deep breaths, it really is helpful. And it's one of those things that we oftentimes don't even think about doing, You know, breathing is not something we generally need to think about. But when we are consciously breathing in that way, it can be so helpful. So, yeah, a lot of people are really struggling with anxiety. Yeah, I I basically advise every client I have, either the four by four breathe, where you inhale four, exhale four, or the four, seven, eight, inhale four, hold seven, exhale slowly a count of eight, 
while you incorporate some really nice visual imagery that is a pleasant memory, a place you want to go, the grounding techniques, if it's Hawaii, you can feel your toes in the sand, the warm sun, the seagulls flying by, the crash of the surf, yeah. uh, the kids playing, ooh, you smell barbecue, ooh, I'm going to have a Mai Tai later today. I mean, all that dynamic, you create that while you're doing the breathing, it will just slow down that little cortisol adrenaline cocktail that's stirring around in the brain, just dying for an outlet. Yeah. But I think a lot of it has to do with its simple control. Of the fact that we, as we grow older, we get more successful, we have more money, we have more influence, we can go place, do things. You know, I'm going to go to Santa Barbara, stand a sweet 500 bucks a night, I can afford it. Oh, no, can't. Can't do it. Lockdown, can't do it. But I, I can do it. I have the money. No, doesn't matter. Can't do it. I'm going to go to Canada. Nope, border's locked down. We're so unused to hearing the word no, even especially as we get in the position of being able to buy a yes, that... It starts deflating that kind of sense of self we have of, holy crap, my self-confidence is going down. Plus, I think a lot of it has to do with structure. You're a military person as well as I am. We've had structure in our lives where you had no choice in the matter. You got up, you did it. Everything was structured for an entire 18-hour day. So all of a sudden, you're in an environment where you're at home. You're used to having somebody, okay, here's a, here's a stack of projects you have to do. Now you got to check in with us. You've got a board meeting in the conference room. There's a structure that's kind of been tolling you. You look at your day, day-to-day, 9 to 10, 10 to 11. Now it's kind of on yourself. Now what do I do? Right, but that is another really effective way to navigate through some of these times, which is creating structure, which is Mm -hmm. something, again, I talk about, but it's so essential. I find myself, without that structure, I am just flailing and it just feels so overwhelming and it's easy and at first it was nice it was like ooh, i don't have to be anywhere i I always have a choice of when i see clients but it was nice not to have to get up and go to the office and you know be able just to do whatever we want wear whatever we want you know i haven't worn a bra in a long time. I like not having Neither to wear I. a bra. It's, it's so, there's no, structure, no booby structure. Uh, but, you know, there is the making that choice. It's like, okay, I am going to get up at this time. I'm going to exercise at this time. I'm going to eat at these times as opposed to eating whenever you want, which, trust me, I lived there for a couple of months because mm-hmm. here we are. I'm home all the time, needing some emotional medication, you know, the, with food and sugar, which is – and cheese – Cheese, that's my that's my go to drug for self medication. Well the works. other the other thing is the I, I try to encourage everyone, what is your routine? I ask what your what was your routine prior to COVID? Okay, I get up, I have breakfast, I, I watch the news for a minute, I have coffee, I'll take a shower, get dressed, get in the car, okay. Only thing I want you to do is not get in the car. Everything and don't else do the, the same news. thing. <laughs> don't or, watch or, the even, news. even even if you just a check in. But yeah. my point is you get up, yes. you still take a shower, you brush your teeth, exactly. you get dressed. Make you your put bed. You in, a, in a frame of mind that you're going to work versus the joke now is like, I've been at a shower in three days. I'm still wearing my PJs from yesterday. I can. I'm on a Zoom call. There's actually now commercials. I knew that was going to start happening. The guy comes around the corner. There's two couples out there. He goes, hey, I got it. And he's got his underwear on. Everybody goes, he goes, I thought this was going to be a Zoom call. <laughs> right? Yes. But um, it's, I mean, but I'm also, wearing pajama bottoms right now. Yeah. Exactly. It puts you in a position where you got to, that's a way to refocus on the task at hand. Weekend kickback, 
you know, put on the sweats and do nothing, whatever you want to do. But if you, you start to lose that sense of what am I supposed to do now? It's 11, 12. Shit, I haven't even turned the computer on yet. Oh, crap. And, God. you know, too, and you're right. I agree with the structure. But also, it's not like we have to necessarily be productive all the time. No. You know, but, like we can in that structure have time to to do nothing. We could have time to watch TV. We could have time to take a long bath or read a novel. So we don't have to always be doing or accomplishing. And I think that was another pressure that a lot of people were putting on themselves. And now they're starting to feel bad. It's like, oh, man, when this happened, I said I was going to lose 10 pounds. I said I was going to learn how to bake. I said I was going to learn a new language. I was going to do this and do that, and they didn't do it, and so now they're feeling bad because they weren't exactly. That's my point. Enough. That's yeah. my point right there is the fact that at the end of a regular workday, you come home. Oh, I'm gonna have a cocktail. I earned it. I had a hard day. I busted my ass all day. Traffic sucked going to and from work. Ah, I, I'm I've accomplished something. I deserve a little treat. Now it's a three o'clock, and you're going. You know what, boy? That tequila recipe looks pretty good. What the hell? And all of a sudden, you cut the day now. You're realizing, okay, it's now 6 o'clock. You realize, I didn't do half what I was supposed to do. Now you start dumping on yourself a little. Because on a regular day, you can't do that. So it's that balance of really figuring out how you can have structure in your day without feeling pressured to Mm -hmm. accomplish things or be productive. Because we are in the middle of a pandemic. And this is an opportunity to say, hey, I've always wished that I had the time to read novels. You know what? Take that time to read the novel. Mm -hmm. Why not? But if you are just reading novels, you know, that's going to be problematic. And if you are feeling like you have to be productive every moment of the day, then that's not going to work out well either. So it's really finding that harmony. I like to talk about harmony and finding what works for you. Look, at there are some people who don't have some of the luxuries of being able to choose how they spend their time if they've got kids at home who aren't going to school and they have to homeschool them and maybe the kids are going a little crazy and everybody's going a little crazy. And it's, you know what it is? It's really just about self-awareness, compassion, and kindness Mm -hmm. and being intentional about how we spend our time and what we're doing and what we're not doing. And when we can do that, It'll feel better. I also really believe in the three A's, acceptance, appreciation, and awe. Alcohol. <laughs> four, four A's, four A's, yes. So, you know, one is acceptance. We, you sure. know, when we're thinking, oh, why, why, what if, and all of that stuff, that makes us crazy. So just accepting this is what we're living in right now. We can't change that. We're going to accept that situation that we have no control over. Right, that's important. Uh, it doesn't mean that we can't have control over the things we do in our life, but we don't have control over this virus, and there's not much we can do. So to accept this is the situation we're in, and we're going to do what we can. Appreciation is always a good thing to live in a state of appreciation to remember the things that we do have, our health, mm-hmm. our loved ones, food, a roof over our head, although there might be a lot of people who are wondering how long they'll have food or a roof over their head, Mm -hmm. which is certainly understandable that that could create some fear or anxiety. But right now, if you have a roof over your head and food, be grateful. There's always things to be appreciative for. Absolutely. Even if it's waking up. I would add another. I mean, alcohol definitely is on the end of that. That's good. The, The first one, I would say awareness and then acceptance. 
because you to be accepting something, you have to be aware of it. And sometimes I have couples now that one is starting to melt down a little mm-hmm. and doesn't want to show the other one. So I got to be I got to be strong here on, on the breadwinner, blah blah. And the other person's is not aware that that meltdown is happening. So when that communication starts, it, it allows them to realize and they can talk about it. Now this person's aware and they can accept. Okay, you know what? It's not all on you. We're a team. I can support. I'll be here right yeah. there with you. That would be attunement, another A. But yes, mm-hmm. you're That's absolutely I mean. right. I mean. So another awareness, a? it's awareness it's- of our own emotions, of what we're right. feeling. And then it's up to us to express that to our partner, not to, have, not to feel like our partner has to figure it out. But when we are attuned right. to our partner, we can notice those things. So right. awareness, attunement. I like that. That's a, a good thing. And then there is also the awe or the joy. Mm-hmm. which is remembering what you really are able to feel joyful about. So appreciation is one thing, but you know what? Having that cup of coffee in the morning, like, oh my God, this is so good. Mm-hmm. Like just being in that in that state of how delicious it is. Or one thing I've been doing at night is I go out on my balcony with my cat and it's been magnificent. What are you laughing at? Hey, just, she's my companion right I know, now. So I know. We, she's and she cool lets cat. me know it's time to go outside. She, you know, she gives me that face. So we go outside mm-hmm. and we sit outside. And we look at the birds and the sky has been gorgeous. And when you can really look at beauty and appreciate beauty and be in awe of all of the life that's around us, whether it's birds or cats or mm-hmm. trees or clouds, or coffee, or whatever it might be, it's really incredible. And so when we can remember that, it's not that, you know, we have to feel good all the time. Right. I mean, clearly there's going to be times that we need to allow ourselves, another A word, allow, mm-hmm. allow ourselves to be where we're at and feel what we're feeling because we don't want to avoid, we don't want mm-hmm. that A, we mm-hmm. don't want to avoid the feelings. But at the same time, we don't need to live in that muck. You know, so it's okay to feel bad. You just don't want to swim in that muck all the time. And when you allow yourself to feel it, you actually can move through it. And then you go to that place of of acceptance or awareness Mm -hmm. and appreciation and awe and joy. And it really does work. And again, it's not about being happy all the time. We're just talking about how do you navigate through these really hard times in your life, in our lives, that we don't have any control over. And the couples who are able to laugh together and appreciate one another, and like you said, they're aware of their own feelings and they communicate, they're doing much, much better than the couples who are avoiding talking about their feelings or maybe they're not even aware of what they're feeling. Those are the couples that are struggling. Yeah, the ones that have always had this differentiation of, okay, you get up in the morning, I get up in the morning, we have coffee, blah, blah, blah. I go off in my tech world, you go off in your business world, and maybe we get together a quick text during the day, we're meeting so-and-so for dinner, okay, cool. And now it's five or six, ah, let's have a cocktail, unwind. Everything's exploration. Everything is, let's talk about the day, I'll help you decompress you. But all of a sudden, you're literally in the next room, and I've got a couple of couples that are going, this is so hard because there's two of us trying to do this. And there's a wall here, but I can hear them, they can hear me, and i got to have privacy. And that adds more stress because we want to have separation of church and state. We want to have a place 
It's an office. We're away from it. As soon as we lock the door, start the key. Ah, work's over. But literally you yeah. get up. Okay, I'm going to get up from here and take three steps into the kitchen. It's, it's again, it's, it's so discombobulating because we have a certain level of, we just want to be able to have space and we don't want to have to bring work home. And that's literally all. We are working it's, from home. It's real. It's challenging for people to be spending so much time together. And people are kind of at the end of their rope. They're yep. feeling much more agitated than they used to feel. It doesn't take much. You know, the, your partner might be breathing too loud and you just really don't know how you can spend another moment with them. So that's that's normal. I mean, that, that makes sense when you're spending so much time with somebody. You are seeing things that you didn't see before and you're seeing it in stereo or experiencing it in stereo and it can be extra annoying and you might be just more aggravated than you used to be right. before. But there's also, you know, people who work from home generally – and I've always worked with people who work from home, and it's so important to create those boundaries, even if you work from home. So now people are learning this new skill. Right. And how do you separate that? Because if work and home are the exact same place, how do you know what is that, that downtime versus that work time? And, you know, we all suffer a little bit of this for the most part because we have our work with us all the time with our phones and our right. computers. I mean, even if we work in an office. So creating that boundary for yourself, it's like that structure we were talking about at six o'clock mm-hmm. work stops. Yep. And, you know, maybe you put on a different shirt, you take it off, put a different one on, um, have that drink, whatever it is, but creating a very solid boundary Legit. that, you yeah. know, work is ended right. and now it's time to enjoy and just Mm -hmm. relax and be home with our family and to really do that when you're working too. When you're working, you don't want to be necessarily, and this is maybe an idealistic situation because there are kids and things, but you know, you can come up with some structure, but ideally you want to be able to work 100% when you're working. When you're with the kids, you're with the kids and you're not working and when you are not working, you are with your partner or your family or you're doing whatever it is that is going to give you some joy and some relaxation. Mm-hmm. But when we're trying to do everything at once, which to be fair, sometimes it's we might have bitch. to. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. you know, we want to be able to do the best that we can. Not perfectly. We can't do it perfectly. But there are things that we can do to make it better. I mean, you were telling me, if you don't mind sharing, you do have an adolescent who is... I mean, she's an adult, Insane. but she's but she's with you a lot, and mm-hmm. that's that's challenging. She's an adult, but she's still only you know. by only by age, uh. <laughs> right? I mean, so what is that like? It's not like you have to you know take care of her. Well, no, I mean, unfortunately, I do not live in a large place. It, it was barely comfortable for me solo, which was fine because I was never here except to eat, sleep, take a shower. Maybe have a meal. I was always out, whatever job I was working, 30, 40, 50 hours a week. I was gone. So now by being here, I realize how small the place is. And it's not designed for duo, even a couple. I mean, an old thing I've said is I've not shared a bathroom in 40 years. 40 years. (laughs) Even when I was married, separate bathroom. That's the way it should be. I that is, I think that is one of the absolutes yes. for any couple. Separate bathrooms. You do not want to have that 
not going, excuse me, I got to get in there. I'm trying to take a shower. I'm just... No, if you no can one do needs it, it. Highly no recommend one needs it. it. Right. No one needs that. So that's the combination. Then different schedules. Okay, somebody's going out having a good time, and they come in at 12.31, they're going to wake me up. And then they sleep in. They meaning and, your daughter. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and so you're sharing you a find, bathroom with your daughter. You have different schedules. Now you're talking about someone who's at that age, who's not in school and not working, neither by, by choice. It right. just happens to be that. So guess what it takes for a, a person that age to, hey, you got nothing to do all day. Cool. Let's get a buzz on. Let's have a drink. Let's go, you know, do something silly. Okay. Get into some trouble. Boom. Yeah. And what it does is it just perpetuates. Because ironically, during classic, you know, spring break, summer break. So what are you doing? I'm not going to get a job. Two weeks, I'm going back to school. Okay, let's have a good time. We can party every night. But when there's no job or school to go to, it, again, when you still have a structure every day of seeing people and getting up and going to work, and someone else is just flitting around, you got to turn the TV down. Okay, you got to turn that music off. It's no bueno. It's no bueno. It's really hard. And, and I can't even imagine having a youngster. You get two or three kids. We're like six, seven, eight. They want to, they're wind-up toys. They want to run around and play. Right. Can't do that. How about my friends over? Can't do that. How about we go to a movie? Can't do that. You can watch this show. But now you got to do homework. Homework. I mean, these are extremely challenging times. Forget homework. You got to help them with the school lessons. That's and the key. Yeah. Yeah. It's they. I mean, look. These are really challenging times, and that's why we're saying, you know what? Acceptance. Like, you know what? Everybody's going a little crazy. Yes, you might be a little annoyed with your partner. Yes, you're sort of at the end of your rope. These things are happening, and there's not much we can do about the situation. And it's far from ideal, but there are things that we can do to make it as smooth as possible, but we're not talking about lovely or easy or fantastic. Right. There, If there are moments that are fantastic and lovely, yep. where you're in appreciation and you're in the state of joy and you can create these memorable moments, that is fantastic. You mm. want to really be intentional about creating those, but there are still going to be the really challenging times. And, you know, for a 19-year-old or a 16-year-old or whatever, or even a 20-something-year-old, to stay home, because you know, there's not a whole lot of going out even right now, that's much more difficult than it is for somebody Absolutely. our age. Look, at we all are challenged by this. This is hard for all of us. Different reasons, different levels for sure. I mean, you're talking about people who have to go to work, you know, like the grocery workers or the mail people or... You know, there's servers, there's people out there who are risking their life because they have to, because they need the money, and they're not being treated nicely, and it's a very scary time on so yep. many levels, financially, um, certainly, medically. And that's, that's the yeah. other side. So you got these three toddlers, not only are you supposed to teach them what they're supposed to do, so just to the point they would be finished with school, oh, they want to kick back. You're totally spent, exhausted. Now it's playtime for them. You want to engage with them, but you can't do that. But the more flip side is the mirroring effect. You don't want to show mommy and daddy are having some more medicine because you kids are driving us nuts. Right. I know. I can't even it's imagine so hard. that. It's, it's, it really is hard. And 
this is why I still am talking about sex. And this is why I'm still talking about relationships and sex toys, because it is actually really important. Those moments when we can connect sexually with our partner and emotionally, of course, but even sexually, it is healing. It is actually an experience that is physiological and can really create much more calmness in us. Oh, and the bonding. We feel so much better. We've got oxytocin and dopamine, and we've got some wonderful chemicals and hormones going through our body. We can actually feel so much better. And when we can feel connected and we can feel good and be in a state of pleasure then that is a wonderful thing for us, for our relationship, for our family, and even for our kids. It really is important, you know, that skin-to-skin contact, that spending that time breathing together and just spooning even. It doesn't even have to be sex. But you know what? Having an orgasm can be a really great way to feel much better. And why not? We're home. And if we're not going to balance out that annoying partner with a partner who can really contribute to a great deal of pleasure, I mean, we are missing the boat. This is something that we really want to focus on and schedule and plan for. So it's in the structure. You have your sex dates or your sexy time, as I like to call it. And you have the times that you're maybe playing games with your family. And there's so many things that you can do that give you joy, that actually help you feel better, not just emotionally, but physiologically, like exercise and sleep. Letting our children know that we need some time alone. Mommy and Daddy need some time alone. Obviously, if your kids are really small, you can't do that. But if they're really small, they have a bedtime. And they need that structure, too. They need that bedtime and the time that they wake up and the time, the rituals, the time that you read them stories. And we can all benefit from some structure and some rituals. Mm. So it's so good to be able to talk to you, Mark, and see how you're doing. You're doing well. I know you're working with a lot of clients, as you said, and, and which is fabulous that you can be of help to them and they really do need that help. So you're doing something that is very, very important. And I know it's something that is important to me. I love being able to see my clients for a lot of reasons, but I also feel honored, you know, to be able to be in their life and to be able to offer them, you know, the kind of help, but they help me too. If you you feel like you're doing something, you're contributing, Mm -hmm. maybe even taking somebody's edge off, give them a different perspective, a little kind of calming CBT kind of mindful meditation stuff that could go, okay, that's good. I like that. I'll try that. And then it's the, they can start taking control of their own little volume switch on the stress meter, the visualization. Some days are better than others. Absolutely. You know? there is no Some, ab, there's yeah. no absolute perfection. We can look after each other and give each other. Like right now I'm giving you a virtual hug. Thank and you. And I wish I was there <laughs> with you. And I like the idea going forth that uh, we can only do the best we can where we can. And I know a lot of therapists who are doing what we're doing, working remotely, and there is help there for you. And yes, sometimes it's nice to be able to just speak to a friend or a family member, but sometimes you need some extra help and it's okay to ask for help. And that's what therapists do. There's good books to read. 
there are YouTube videos you can watch, but sometimes we need to ask for that extra help and seek therapy because that's what therapists are trained to do. And it's okay to ask for help. And there are lots of people who maybe thought they were going to be okay, but they're finding that they're struggling, whether it's anxiety or depression. And there are affordable therapists out there that you can find. I mean, really, there is somebody there that you can go to if you need Mm -hmm. help. So definitely check that out if you need help. And it's important, right? And reach out to the people who, who you love and the people who love you and Don't forget to check in with those people. Zoom sessions are still a viable option. I have clients who are Zoom dating and they're finding it to be incredibly satisfying. They love it. Yeah. I'm getting a little Zoom fatigue every now and again. I I make sure to give myself breaks and I do things to take care of myself that way. But even so, it's a lot of time in front of a computer. Well, you know, you and I are coming up on 40 freaking years. Yeah, we've known each other for 40 years for sure. That's mind-boggling. Yeah, I know. And for those of you listeners who don't know our story, Mark and I did used to date. We dated for... a. I think a year, maybe less than a year. Back before the thing called internet or the Zoom. We didn't have cell phones. way back in the days. We didn't have internet. But we did. We dated for, I don't know, it was less than a year. And strangely enough. Before she kicked me to the curb. We, <laughs> we've been friends. I mean, we haven't been like solid friends for 40 years. There's been, no, there, there was, was a, a gap time. Yeah. But yeah. The reality is you, you went through a marriage. I went through a marriage. Marriages, divorces, yes. all kinds of things. Good times. Anyways, it's been nice to check in with you listeners. Thank you for listening. I always appreciate you listening to the show and I will be back next week. Everybody take care. Stay safe. Bye.